my great joy to introduce to you the three musketeers hailing from the land of remote work. We have Marissa, career coach and queen of all. We have Jeff, our sassy SEO shaman. And we have Diego, who has spent his 20s building a community of remote working lunatics. Sure, these folks are going to be the people that will get you beach commute ready. And they'll do it in the most exciting way possible. So, happy listening. Welcome, everybody, to the Digital Nomad Experts podcast brought to you by Beach Commute. Today, I'm joined by Rob Bone. Rob, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm great, man. It's here in Warsaw, Poland for a few weeks, enjoying the, the European Wars- summer. Yeah. Okay, right on. Yeah, so last I saw of you were in Medellin, and now you're in Europe. Are you traveling around in Europe? What are you, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I've got an apartment in Medellin, and it's like I had to leave it for the summer, and I said that's a perfect, uh-huh. perfect excuse to, to travel for the summer. Got a lot of friends in Europe. I wanted to check out Mexico, so I was there for a month. And then now I'm yeah. hopping around Central Europe and enjoying the basically perfect weather every day. So can't complain. Yeah, yeah. Also, are you are you battling the tourists at all? I know it's pretty tough going. Over. I was over in Europe yeah. in the summer last year. It's like it can get a little. It's a little easier during pandemic time, as bad as that sounds. But it yeah. can get a little elbow to elbow in some of the more touristy type places. I've, I've heard that, but I actually have found that like so far because I'm staying. I was in. First in Madrid for a couple of days, flew in, and then like mm. got over jet lag, and then popped out here, and then next is Austria. Everyone in Europe is at the beach, okay. and like I'm not someone <laughs> who cares about the beach that much. Like I mean, I can go in Colombia or whatever. Like it's not it's not a high priority. So I was like, well, let's go to a place that's a little calmer. So yeah, actually, I haven't yeah. seen it, but I heard the airports are like breaking down on like coastal areas, which is <laughs> yeah nuts. <laughs> Loads of Americans are going there too, which makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I know. It's like, even though we have a Digital Nomad podcast, and it's my job to tell people to travel, back my brain's like, maybe don't travel to my favorite spots, though. Yeah. <laughs> Selfishly, just don't go to my favorite spots. Yep, yep. I'm just, ki- I'm just kidding, everybody. <laughs> go to my favorite spots. I made the recommendations. Yeah, let, let me back up a little bit. Sure. So, Rob, if you don't mind, just uh, intro- introduce yourself to our audience, who you are, where you're from, what you're doing, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, awesome. So American, originally from Georgia. It's been ages since I've lived there, but I spent the past seven years living in Vienna. And then only in February, then I decided to take my business and move to Medellin and do a bit more travel and have a bit more flexible lifestyle. COVID kind of killed the the Central Europe during the winter vibe. So a lot of the amazing things that were going on there just kind of like fizzled out. So it seemed like the right time to leave. My business, we do, we have a marketing agency we do web design and performance marketing, so ad campaigns for a pretty wide range of niches, everything from some different startups to medical technology, patient recruitment, local SEO businesses in Chicago, just a lot of random stuff. And it's been fantastic because it's always changing and we've got great people I'm working with. And yeah, nice and flexible, nice and fun. And this is your own business that you started, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. How long ago did you start that? Let's see. Beginning of 2021, officially. Okay. Officially, I think I was like planning uh-huh. a little bit before. Then I was still working in another job, and then I then I actually quit. And my my boss was like, "Did you get another job?" And he was like, "He was see that I like was like sni- sniping him out." He was because like, I kind of quit like randomly, and he, I was like, "No, like I actually uh-huh. really just want to start my own business." He's like, "I'm super proud of you. That's awesome. Like, let's go if you need anything." He's linked me up with like potential clients, and like actually it was like uh-huh. the best possible leaving. So that was. That was a really cool, cool experience. Uh, when you're nervous to like start on your own and then you get full support, it was pretty, pretty epic. I, 
I had a very similar situation. I just recently quit my job as CMO and I was all, I was worried about it going into that conversation. A lot of people are before becoming a digital nomad. They're like, oh, I don't want to, I feel like this, you know, this trust, this loyalty to my company and I'm really worried about it. And I tell him I was going to quit. He's all, how can I support? Like, what can we, what can we do to, to make this work for you? Good for you. I was like, oh my God, this is not nearly the way I expected this. That's job, epic. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything in my head didn't match up with, with what actually, what actually happened. So when you, when you quit that job and you decided to take on your own, your own business, were you doing this with thoughts on travel, doing this so that you had more flexibility? Like why was it that you wanted to, to start your own your own gig. I'm definitely a pretty I guess it comes from being like from the US very individualistic kind of mentality by nature and like very kind of like independent style I'm like yeah let's do myself see what I can build push you know so I've always had the urge to build a business anyways but it kind of felt like the right time cuz things just weren't launching out and and in generally my overarching goal is is been freedom over money or any other asset of and obviously everyone defines freedom like completely differently but in my version of freedom, it's, you know, and, you know, not having a boss kind of not dealing with, you know, office politics, having, you know, flexibility to travel or to set up my day how I want, setting up my habits, that sort of thing. Um, and kind of building my life on my own terms, which is obviously like hard mode over doing, doing just kind of following a bit of a script. So I don't recommend it for everyone, but you know, it's, it's been, it's been intense, but it's, it's like now it's getting to the point where it's really like, it's it's very satisfying in that way so that's pretty epic hard mode that's that's a funny way to put it yeah. but also you've <clears throat> you've described freedom the same way we, we see it the same way as most travelers it's almost like you sacrifice the security for the freedom and freedom is just like this this common theme that always comes up amongst travelers it's like yeah. basically i'm going to sacrifice something for my version of freedom which usually involves some sort of like ability to travel set your own hours sometimes yeah. be your own boss that kind of thing but that's like that common element i just want to be yeah just just let me loose that's awesome yeah. so you actually you moved to vienna seven years ago yeah, uh, 2015, to 16, yeah 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 so tell me about that yeah so like my ex was from vienna uh, and she, so when I, we both finished university, so I was a long story short, I was a professional chef for five years. And then I was like, I want, I want, I want more flexibility with my career. I would, I don't want to be in a kitchen on the weekends. Like I like cooking, but I don't like cooking as a job. So I went back to school, got my degree. And then I was dating this girl and she, was like, she lives in Vienna and I was in Ohio. I was like, well, the last thing it's place I want to be after I graduated is Ohio. So I moved to Vienna. First I moved to Czech Republic and then I moved to Vienna and like, Interesting culture shock, amazing city, clean. People are really shy, like very close. So you got it takes time to make friends. I actually made a rule when I first moved there because I'd heard it takes a while. I would actually like if I made a friend, you know, in the gym or whatever, I would literally just set like a six month reminder. And so I would do is like I would just constantly barrage them. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And they'd be flaky. You don't know, no, I'm busy. Whatever. And then right around the six month mark, consistently, they'd be like they'd in in integrate me into their life, and then suddenly we could hang out all the time. It was super weird. <laughs> like dead ass serious like just if you consistently follow up on people then they just then they like link you in and then they're friends for life and then it's like i have you know literally the most loyal friends now but it took it takes time so that's a good habit yeah that's, that's probably great. the best, biggest takeaway before. honestly from like that kind uh -huh. of lifestyle compared to like the u.s it's like loyalty and friendships yeah. is really important to them so. the i recently last year traveled from 
from Prague to Vienna. So, That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of get I kind of get the feel of that that culture shock a little bit. Vienna, yeah, quiet, clean, yeah, polite, yep. polite to the point of almost a problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like yep. yeah, it's super quiet, it's super quiet. Actually, who was it? Our mutual friend Stefanos. Hmm. He was uh-huh. in. He was. He actually went to Vienna. I think when we were both in Medellin. And he's he was super loud on the train, and he's like, and some old guy shushed him, and he was like, he, he was like, everyone here's fucking, they're terrible. He's hating on me, whatever, because my lifestyle, I'm flamboyant, whatever. And I was like, I was like, no, like everyone's just really quiet there, and like you're you're kind of the loud one. He's like, so I'm the <laughs> asshole. I'm like, I hate to tell you, bro, but like actually in that scenario, <laughs> you kind of were. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Yep. He, he is he is loud and flamboyant, yep. but that had nothing. Yeah. yeah his yeah. lifestyle had nothing to do no, with no. them giving him scoffs. It was yep. just a matter of he was being too loud. Yep. Literally, just <laughs> totally. a decibel issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's fast forward. We've been a professional chef, moved to Vienna, started a business, and then I met you in February, March, end of February, March. Yeah. Yeah in Medellin. So at that, right before that moment, what clicked in your brain that made you pull the trigger? Well, maybe even think of this and say, I I want to travel and work. I want to go to Medellin. Yeah. Like walk me through that thought process. Real, so like, yeah. So like similar to a lot of COVID, COVID times, a lot of relationships end after COVID. So that's the same situation with me and a like 20 of my other friends. So I, Vienna was already bumming me out. Me and my ex were growing apart, amazing girl, whatever. And I was like, okay, so what's the next step? Like, where am I going to take this business? Like, why did I start a business that I have flexibility if I'm in an apartment in a cold city? It doesn't make any sense. Like, I could just, might as well just, I, there's no one around me. I have my friends, but, you know, working days. So I was like, where's the opposite of, where's the opposite of Austria? And I heard Colombia was amazing, like, multiple times. And this one guy who lives there was like, yeah, bro, like, come out here. It'll be awesome. And so I actually, at first I was like, should I, you know, that's kind of that's a huge step. And then I was like, screw it, let's go. So I basically just like booked the flight and I actually found a roommate luckily with an amazing apartment for hmm. dirt cheap and like just everything like lined up perfectly and it just went like this. But like the big thought process for me was for like- For those you can't say, he just gave, it gave me a gesture of a graph up yep. to the right. <laughs> graph up to the right, exactly. Yeah, so the big thing with it was that I want, I had certain expectations of things I wanted from my life inside and outside of career, things like being able to build a great network of people, good dating life, mm-hmm. fun, being able to be outside. For me, like hosting events and parties and like dinners and game nights and grill outs and that sort of stuff is super important to me. I, I really like playing host. And so I wanted to live in a city where that kind of thing was possible and common and not weird versus Europe. It's, it's, it's everything's so planned. You can't, Nothing's flexible. So yeah, so that that was like the big thing is like what 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 do I not have here and how do I meet those needs in a way that's like absolutely ideal and, and it turned out to be, you know, great. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so that the answer to that was Colombia. Yep. And a good first choice for starting this this 100%. journey. If those are the things yep. you're looking for. Yeah, Medellin's the place. Yeah. So what do you think of Medellin so far? Honestly, ten out of ten. Like. Yeah. 11 out of 10. Yeah. Best city I've ever lived in by far. Like, I mean, I shouldn't tell this on this podcast because then like everyone's going to just move there and then I'm going to hate it. <laughs> so <laughs> we, full, full we've of already jumped ghosts. that ship. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's great. It meets all, it meets all the requirements. Perfect weather, amazing people, mm. a lot of intelligent people. Like sometimes you go to travel destinations, especially on the beach. There's a lot of these kind of like 
surfer bro chill lifestyle people who are like kind of fun on the mm -hmm. surface but the quality of the conversations and the and kind of like what they know and talent and skills are just it's just people don't care and that's fine and someone wants to live like that you know van lifestyle yeah. it's awesome but like to be in a place you know especially like in in our 30s like you want to be able to make connections with people who are like killing it right like you're the some of the five people you spend the most time with so i want to be around epic people who, who are also pushing you know heard that yeah. i've actually heard that and I've, I've picked that up on myself the more i hang out with certain people my vocabulary will change yep. like my inflection the way i speak the way i think will change and that actually includes you know listening to podcasts too i've even heard people yeah. say it's it's not necessarily five people that you know it's just like different personalities that you integrate into your life yeah that's really yeah, 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 that's that's really interesting, and that's cool. But tell me about, since you've been in Colombia, and I'm also going to talk a little bit about Mexico, because yeah. I know you've been there as well, some of the experiences that really jump out at you, usually the first things that come to mind that just pop up and say, this was awesome. What what kind of pops up for you in your in the last six months or so? Wow. As being like, that was awesome. That's a brutal question. That's so many, there's so many options. It's not fair. It's I mean, not it's fair. Like asking you your favorite movie, but usually yeah. the first thing that comes to mind is, is the most. Okay. One. Facts, honestly, like, so, so outside of, if anyone's not been there before, so outside of like two hours outside of Medellin, there's a place called Guatape and it's this giant, like space rock. It's huge. And, and basically it's this giant valley that they literally flooded. Like they flooded it out and it's this huge, like it's this huge network of lakes and you can go and rent like a finca, which is basically a ranch or like a giant mansion out there for you know 200 bucks a night for like 16 people. And, and one of my like peak experiences there was we rented it out for the weekend and this place, giant place, giant like grill. We hired two drivers to drive us out there. And like we grilled out, we ate a bunch of mushrooms. We were like kayaked in like the lake and just like absolutely just like stellar experience like with just some amazing people and that was like that was the kind of thing where i i said and it was kind of relatively spontaneous we might have like booked it like thought about mm -hmm. it like a week beforehand um but just like thinking about how like in medellin or you know during traveling you, know, you meet amazing people but the fact that you can throw together like an amazing crew of people that everyone's vibing hard and people maybe not everyone's like your lifelong friend but like you just all vibe on the same like same wavelength mm -hmm. that's just like that's that's one of the experiences you're like think back like that was awesome you know like awesome and like and, and you didn't you know you weren't like breaking the bank or like using your 10 days vacation to like do it yeah. so yeah it was just a weekend yeah it was just a that's what i that's why i tell people it's like this is not some of the things that we experience just on a random weekend are the things that those people that work nine to five look back on as that one, two week span that they had, that they used to go on vacation that they talk about yeah. for 20 years. Yeah. But that's just another weekend. You, yeah. know, you get to have that all the time, whenever you want. I Yeah. <laughs> we could literally do that every weekend and I would never complain and it would mm -hmm. always be epic. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it. It's really hard to convey that. Ex I've had that experience that you've had too. And when I, when I reflect back on some of, the times where it just clicked in my brain and I saw, oh, fuck, yeah, this is why I do this. Those are the moments that pop up. And it's yeah. hard to convey that through through podcasts. But yeah. what, what Rob is explaining is that you go to some of these remote places. Like you can do it in Mexico. You can do it in Medellin. You can do it in many places in South and Central America and get a finca, which is 
kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And usually, like, the one thing it has in common is it's like a ranch-style house, and it usually has a beautiful view of something, right? Like, yep. it'd either be, like, a big view of the city, or it could be over a pond, or it could be over a, a, a giant lake like Watape. You get there with a bunch of friends, and and you're all on the same exact wavelength. You're doing whatever you're going to do. You could be drinking. You could be dabbling in psychedelics. You could do whatever. And just, like, everybody is, like, singing the same tune. You're all you, – you get this, like, connectedness with with people that see the same thing that you do. And it's just this, like, fulfilling, enriching experience where you just go, ah, this is why I'm doing what – this is why yep. I made the decision to go on, like you said, hard mode. Yeah, for yeah, a yeah. Bit, you know? 100%. And you just feel – that 100% satisfaction with life. You know, I, I've had that a few times. Really. Yeah, and no one is in this kind of like complaining mode where like their life is super terrible outside of it and this is their one weekend where they have epic time. And like everyone, in, I don't know, that's something I really liked about Latin America is like people don't complain. Like when, people, when you're like com- complaining, people don't register with it. They're kind of confused if you do it. Like in Europe, people complain a lot more. It's kind of a, it's a sport, but it was really refreshing. Actually, I, I do have to credit you 100% on the Finca idea because the first time I met you, we talked about that. And you're like, rent the Finca, go get mushrooms, bring friends. And I was like, that sounds like a genius idea. And then I like, I finally got the opportunity to, to do it. And it was just like, yep, you, Jeff is right. He, he nailed it right on the head. So <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yes, like, let's do it again. <laughs> let's go. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, glad glad you like that. So, 100%, yeah. if as you've just kind of started this kind of, I guess, digital nomad lifestyle, working and traveling a little bit more in earnest, what would you say was like? Mm, we talked about the highlights, but tell me about what's been surprising about things that have been a little bit more difficult for you because True. i i like to be honest and, and not say hey like every fucking weekend is sunsets and and dolphins doing backflips yeah <laughs> across the across the, <laughs> across the sunset you know yeah. and all that kind of stuff it does come at somewhat of a of a cost what kind of things have you run into and how have you handled that i'd say like time management is 100 percent the most difficult thing to do especially when your quality of life outside of work is is amazing just doing that like you know entrepreneurs people go oh you're an entrepreneur you can work whenever you want so then in some weird way people just assume that you're always and if you're someone who's very social yeah if you're very social too it's like it's very difficult to say no when you're someone's like we're gonna go do this epic thing and you're like i have to work on uh-huh. some project so that's the big thing and then if you and so if you're like in one place for a while like i was in meditation for three months i could get a rough rough routine i wouldn't say i was the most productive but a rough routine of like during the week i'm doing these uh-huh. i'm working these hours go to co-working trying to hedge my bets any way that i could to max out my available time and energy because obviously it's willpower is huge right like you only have so much decision making ability all day and especially with like web design or you know, marketing you're kind of doing a lot of like micro decisions constantly mm-hmm. and you want to make sure you deliver good for your clients so that's like pretty brutal to make sure you have you give yourself energy and if you party the night before then like then you you know half that right it's it's, yeah. it's tough and then and then so then so that's like that's that's just like that's if you're in one place and then if you take it to okay now i'm gonna you know travel every two three weeks finding time to like do more than just the bare minimum of what you need to do for your clients to move in any project along is brutal like mm-hmm. i'm I luckily this week and next week i'm basically in a in a flat 
with a buddy who does like sales closing, high ticket sales closing for business mentoring. So he's literally just doing sales calls all day and crushing it. I think he closed like 65K in the past day and a half for, for his business. So like really just on top of it. And he's, you know, saved script. I'm actually learned his script by now because I've heard it 30 <laughs> times. But um, yeah, so mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm in a good environment to work now, but the past few weeks have been, yeah, really tough to do more than the minimum. So you really have to go, okay, I'm going to do this and then chunk it out and then make sure you get mm-hmm. it done. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. You just like, there's a point where you're like, okay, it's fine. It's cool. I'm enjoying like not working that hard. But then there's, you kind of hit like a couple, every once in a while you'll hit this kind of like terror moment where you're like, wow, I'm definitely haven't been pulling enough weight for the business to move anywhere besides maintenance. Um, and then, you know, so that's when the projects don't come in and that's when like follow-ups don't happen and that sort of thing. So, yeah. We've talked about that quite a bit on this podcast, the, the time management thing. It is so easy, especially when you first become a digital nomad, yeah. to say yes to every social thing. Yeah. And it's and then you turn around. Like I've said it before. The first time I went to Medellin with a group, I think I went out every night for 17 days in a row. I think it was like two and a half weeks straight. Yep. And then I looked down. I'm like, okay, haven't gotten anything done. My liver is pickled. I put on like four. <laughs> five to 10 pounds. Yep. Like, all right, I've got to find some sort of work life balance, you know, but yep. it, it comes, it comes with it. And, and you, with traveling, you figure out how long I need to stay in one place. Cause that's yep. very, very difficult. Switch, switching places yep. is like, I got to find a new gym. I got to find yep. restaurants. I got to yep. figure out where to go grocery stop shopping. I figure out where I'm going to yep. work in case the Wi-Fi is not good enough. If it's quiet enough where I'm True. all these, like you said, micro decisions, you use processing power. And once you're processing power, is used up for the day you no longer have processing power for work for socializing and that kind of thing so you are when you are moving around quickly you are expending all of those decisions that you could have otherwise put towards more productive things so that's why i'm all i always advise like slow travel give it a month give it six weeks you know that that kind of thing just just for the sake of maintaining that that balance that you're looking for in life but you already started off doing it that way yeah how long were you in Medellin? Three months? Three months, yeah. And then I'll go back there yeah. in September. Weirdly enough, so a comment on what you just mentioned too. A friend of mine actually wrote me the other day and she goes, She goes, You've been traveling a lot. I go, Yeah, I've been traveling a lot. And she goes, she it goes, she goes, It looks like you're starting a movie and then there's no end to it because you're traveling too often. <laughs> She's like, You should stay in a place for longer because then you kind of get like the whole experience. She sees my Instagram all the time and I'm always posting, you know, Uh food and parties and friends and, you know, travels and whatever. And I'm just doing whatever I'm doing. And she's like, yeah, it kind of looks like you're you're starting a movie, but you're not really there's no conclusion. There's no finale. There's nothing really particularly interesting. Uh You're just kind of starting something. I think that's an interesting analogy of like that. So I think that Uh falls into your like. Your your stay at least a month. That way you get like your brain gets an experience of like what is a place, you know, the routine is valuable and that sort of thing. So Right. So let me talk about Columbia a little bit more. You left Columbia, but you're coming back and you've got an apartment that you're gonna stay in. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Another big question that we get is about visas and how you can stay in one location for an extended period of time. So yeah. how do you plan? How are you planning for your upcoming six to 12 months? Luckily, Columbia is pretty, pretty epic about that. You have six months out of the year that you can do it, that you can be there. So you could basically be there half the year without even any visas. That's pretty cool. If you overstay, there's some sort of fee, but I think if you overstay for an extended period of time, then it's like, could be, could be like permanently kicked out or like you had to wait a year or something. So don't want to risk that 
the way I've set it up for this year is that I did three months, gone for three months in the summer, and then three more when I get back. And then I basically have like a two-week gap where I don't have a visa. And then in 2023, it resets. Mm-hmm. So that's like my short-term strategy is just like just do the tourist thing. Not hard at all. But luckily, there's like a way better solution there, which is you can do a, be a student in Medellin or in Colombia, and you're officially registered as a college student. You don't have to go to class at all like ever yeah fantastic right you don't have to go to class you can i guess if you wanted to like take spanish or something but yes no class and from the one agency that i talked to that does it it's around 1200 bucks for two years so you're basically you can just do two years as a student and no one cares at all you can also do for like probably a little bit more money you can do like a self-employed or entrepreneur visa and they can like finagle their way into it. They uh-huh. say they've made it happen for people. I think there's, I think with Columbia, it's always, you know, who you pay and how much you pay can kind of do whatever. Um, so yeah. So I think that's like, honestly, that's, that's the easiest solution I've ever had for a visa. Pay a bit of money yeah. and then they take care of it. Now that they need like your passport. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty much it. So basically it's a student visa, but you're not a student. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately though, if you do want it to do like long-term, that doesn't, doesn't contribute to your like long-term residency visa. If you wanted to do something like you're like, I love Columbia and never leaving, then it, that doesn't, mm-hmm. but like the entrepreneur or one of the other visas could. So it could, gotcha. depends on what you, what you want out of it. So, yeah. Also theoretically, you could just go six months, Columbia, six months, Mexico, six month Columbia, and just kind of revolving door from one to the other. Fully and valid. Have a pretty damn good life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like Europe, Europe, three months in the summer. And I mean, that's what I'm doing now. It's like, it's that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's no, the only. I guess I guess the downside too is like then you have like rentals are higher if you're not in a place in Medellin. Like Medellin has different different price points. I mean, I'm, I don't know if you experienced this, but like if you're in Medellin for, you know, you sign a year lease or six month lease, you're definitely more likely to get way better rates than like if you're like i'm in this airbnb for six weeks yeah so way way lower that that is a good tip for digital nomads the longer that you book out you can get steep discounts and actually you can get even steeper discounts if you go off of airbnb vrbo and you just work directly with just make friends with the owners yep yeah make friends with the owner like you will get i was I met this guy that moved there, I think maybe two years ago or so, and he was in, this is not Lorellis, it was, doesn't matter, it wasn't Poblado or Lorellis, yeah. it wasn't one of the two major ones. I think he was paying 500 to 600 USD per month for a really nice place. You can do that uh, in like Envigado or Lorellis for sure. Envigado. Yeah. yeah. Envigado. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was stuff. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, really. That's that's a really good tip. Yeah. So you went to Mexico next. Tell me a little bit about your experience in Mexico. Mexico is a little bit marred because I ended up getting a stomach parasite. And I got it like two weeks after I was there and I didn't know what was going on. And I was like, why is, why is like my stomach, you know, bathroom situation quite uncomfortable well, you, and tired all the time? Yeah. <laughs> theoretically, you did get the Mexico experience. I mean, I got, that is that is kind yeah. of a staple yep. of the Mexico experience. I heard it's it's called Montezuma's Revenge. Yep. And then, actually, weirdly enough, my friend was like, my friend who was staying with their guy from Austin, he was like, he was like, that sounds kind of racist. Like, you know, it's like it's like it's like people come to people come to Mexico and then their only revenge against like gringos who you know you know who took who dominated you know conquistadors is to just give them diarrhea. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, I guess it kind of seems like it. And then I talked to these Mexicans and they're like, no, we use that term too. Like it's normal. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we don't care. Like I don't care. Uh, yeah. But, but so yeah. so you didn't really get it. You didn't really get a chance to get around as much as you. 
No, I'm, as you I'm, hope for. Well, I guess I didn't get a chance to like have that enjoyment level. Like when you when you're sick for that like late level sick, you kind of your like serotonin uh-huh. dopamine levels are so off that you just kind of wiped all the time. Yeah. But I did do some partying, tried some good restaurants, met some cool people, and uh-huh. like it's definitely way more peaceful, way more peaceful than you did. For anyone who's not been there, yes. I definitely recommend Roma or Essa. It's like these two yep. little neighborhoods, really green parks, loads of restaurants, really like stellar people are really friendly it's easy to get around like you can walk everywhere yeah quite cheap too i mean it's it's definitely condessa is the most expensive one of the most expensive neighborhoods but like if you're not you know if you're not getting a mexican salary it's not terrible you can find something reasonable yeah i definitely recommend that city for like for like if you want to look a slightly more calm life you know like, uh, it shocks people when you say that usually people think mexico city they think this huge sprawling city which it is but there are it's like micro cities within one city it's a it's like condesa its own little city roma its own little city too and they're all these little pockets are very quiet they're really pretty and the people are just calm polite nice it's just it's just shocking it's a nice it's a nice recharge i can't recommend it enough yeah definitely like definitely way different than i expected also the weather is perfect there all the time too it's like 75 80 degrees or what is that celsius like 27 to 30 yeah daily the whole year like yeah that's you think you always think of mexico city you see in movies and it's like dusty and like it's the sepia the sepia filter uh-huh. you know what i'm talking about like yeah mexico <laughs> yeah, some guy no. with the maracas in it's the background. mexico yeah. filter yeah, yeah, the mexico yeah exactly. Filter. exactly it doesn't it doesn't look like that in real life <laughs> not folks. At all. like it's not in the movies they don't there's no filters in mexico <laughs> it, look, it looks like normal life exactly <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Awesome, uh, pl- awesome place. So, yeah, highly recommend. I want to talk a little bit. I know you're a lot into you're into personal professional habit making, right? Yeah. Establishing good habits for a healthy lifestyle, mentally, physically, professionally, all that kind of stuff. Tell me a little bit about that because I've kind of picked up on you like yeah. really really getting into that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I actually have like a, I have like an app on my phone that I have like my habits. And then I just, mm-hmm. I get, I like checklists. So I can just check it off. I did that, did that. I'd say, yeah, I did, actually, I, I was thinking of this earlier too. And I, I love it. Like with the time management, honestly, my biggest superpower I highly recommend is meditation. I wake up and that's the first thing I do in the morning. I do 10 to 15 minutes meditation, various tactics. I think you kind of like grow over time with it and you kind of learn how to do different, you know, ways of processing, you know, stress or emotions or, you know, whatever shit that's in your brain when you wake up you know you had a weird dream or whatever mm-hmm. you know but but the biggest thing i think it the asset is the is the willpower enhancer of to be able to like shut off noise and focus especially in the morning especially mm-hmm. when you're in a new city or trying to do something you can kind of clear everything out it's, it's a nice like it's basically a sweep that's how it feels you can do other mm-hmm. meditation for other purposes but on like just a daily basis and i'll notice that when i don't do it for like two three days like i'm way more tense like noticeably mm-hmm. more like emotional not in control less productive whatever so it, yeah 10 out of 10 yeah and for other habits it's it's you know consistent consistency kind of just like linking them together you know get up meditate shower do some stress physical therapy something like that um mm-hmm. i try to read regularly i've been really terrible about it since i've moved but i used uh-huh. to do i used to do 30 minutes a day but i would use that on like the train to work so now no. I don't have like a cue. To you don't do have it. a train to work anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's exactly that's the, that's the best habit that I've like failed at. Yeah, 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 that sort of thing. So what else? Yeah, those are kind of the big ones. 
Yeah, um, meditation, that's big. Also, like this kind of goes back to our discussion earlier on a sustainable lifestyle and maintaining yeah. balance with, with your with your health while you're traveling, that kind of yeah. thing. And that's a that's a crucial thing because for a few reasons. You can do it anywhere. You can meditate anywhere that you're traveling. And also, like you said, as it, and I've, I've been terrible at it like yeah. the last year or so, but I was on that. Like I did the Headspace thing. I hit like 750 days in a row and I turned it into a sport. And like, nice. it, it was awesome. definitely helpful. But it also like it, it does help you process stresses differently. It does help you focus. And if you are traveling, and especially if you're moving around quite a bit, it will help you maintain that maintain that discipline and help you process information better and keep you more focused and stuff. So that, that really is a good tip for, for yeah. travelers for sure. I, I would, I mean, I would say it's, it, it's definitely something like literally, I, I, I'm very apprehensive to recommend anything. Like when someone mm-hmm. says like, what's your favorite movie or TV show? Usually someone rambles on about like 30 different movies and they're like, yeah, are they all actually good? I don't have time for that, you know, whatever. But so mm-hmm. there's, I always try to find like one thing in every topic that I'm like, that is nine ten out of ten. But I would say even it's just as a life meditation for like ten minutes in the morning is literally the best possible thing you could do for your brain and body. Like ten out of ten. Like no matter yeah. who you are, but especially for nomads, it's when you're you know getting weird sleep, the bed's uncomfortable, there's too much sunlight in the room, you've got you know stress, you've got you know work projects you're behind on, you've got you know you're jet lagged, you're you know what any any number of insanity that just like right. that really just has this like it's these 10 minutes where you are just present in your in your head and like i always think of it as like this is the best part of my day like you have this mm-hmm. mindset where you're like this is the best yeah. i don't have to do anything and i can literally just enjoy the quiet and like if you have never really done it that sounds super weird but like you're just there mm-hmm. like just there like there's no expectation on right now and that's such a cool right. feeling to not need to do anything, not solve any problems, not try to have fun, not try to connect, like nothing. You're just literally just there. And that's like epic. Like that's a cool feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to ask you what your top recommendation for digital nomads, new digital nomads would be, but it sounds like we just hit it. <sighs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, even even to, even to connect it to new digital nomads, which obviously, like, mm-hmm. as, as I said, it recommended, like, I just recommend it across the board, but on a, like mm-hmm. an applicable level of a new digital nomad, I think the biggest challenge too is like you're basically going from probably I'm guessing, especially if you started your own business or doing freelance work or whatever, you're going from a way more habited like on autopilot lifestyle to a lifestyle mm-hmm. that is like generally none of it's autopilot. So you're constantly having to do a shifting and not everyone's like mentally very flexible. I would even say I'm not a very mentally flexible person either. So I'm constantly pushing Same. myself to not be, yeah, yeah. You got to get into like, you like that kind of like whatever. So like, if you wanted to like, look at it, like an applicable application standpoint, you're, everything's changing. You're doing new things. You're making new friends, but you don't have any constants anymore. And so having that one constant thing just makes mm-hmm. your, your personality so much better. And also like, you're more open to like the world. So when you're meeting new people, like it's because you're yeah. always, you're always meeting new people as a nomad. So you're able to kind of like immediately connect with people and like be better eye contact people. It sounds crazy, but like you connect better with new people 
because you kind of take the expectation off. You kind of, you're way more like, I mean, presence such a buzzword, but like, you're just there. You're like literally right there with a new person. and You're just open to, you're open to a new experience. You're like, yeah, you're not closed. You're not set in your, my own ways and my things. You're just kind of like, here it is. I've met some like incredible people. Like sometimes actually, like if I'll go out for the night, and I'm like kind of wiped out from the from the workday. I actually do an extra little mini session, like ten minutes, and then I'll go out yeah. and just be like, I don't need to get drunk tonight. I can just have fun with these, new, and I'll make like the best fucking connections I've ever made in my entire life, just like uh, because I'm vibing. I don't know. I, I know it sounds it sounds woo woo and crazy, but like, it's, no, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely it's applicable. Not. Like, yeah. it's 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 the same thing as exercising your body. Like, yeah. it's you're doing healthy things for your brain. Yeah, and yeah. which is super important when you're when you're traveling, if you're if you're out drinking or doing things like that, that you you have to do things to counterbalance that. You know, it's the same. It's like hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah, exactly. percent. Yeah. Well, now you got me. I got to I got to get back on the wagon. It's been, <laughs> it's been it's been too long. Yeah, yeah. So so to wrap things up, where where are you going next? All right. So let's see. Warsaw right now. I'm here till mm-hmm. 18th of August. And then I'm going to fly down to Austria. This is my friends in Graz. I've got a great little place to stay there for free. So that's pretty, pretty huge win. We do some climbing, camping, eat some local food, get all the treats that I missed from you know, before. Perfect. And then after that, I've got like a two week gap before, before I go back to Madrid and then back to Medellin. Okay. I don't know where I'm going yet. It could be Estonia. It could be Berlin. We discussed Istanbul today. Maybe that's on the, that's on the docket. Awesome. Uh, maybe back here. I don't know. I'm kind of vibing with the city right now. I wasn't, and now I am. Okay. So, yeah, let's see what happens. So, yeah, so kind of got a little bit, a little bit of like play fun. So, so I'm excited uh-huh. to kind of see what happens in that, and then back home. So, yeah, awesome. Well, I will be in Medellin probably the third or fourth week of September. So I'll yeah. probably see you at some point down there in the fall. Yep, I'll be there the fifteenth. So I'll be there right after you. Okay. It looks yeah. like, I think I'm looking around the 17th or so. So oh, cool, man. I'll, epic. Nice. We'll, like a, we'll restart the, we'll restart the conversation on I meditation, yep. psychedelic therapy, all that kind of stuff in a few weeks, man. Thanks let's, so much for joining let's us. Let's do a Finca oh, when we get back for sure. Yeah. We, let's we, do it. Let's do it. You got it, man. Let's do yeah, it. Awesome. It, so to wrap things up here, where can people find yeah, any so, business? Yeah, definitely. So I have a website, newrealitywebdesign.com. So new reality web design. Yeah. Said it fast, but that's, that's the main, that's the main website. It's, it's not often updated, but if you need my contact information about things, you can connect with me there. That's the best. That's probably the best, most easiest way for professional reasons. Send me an email, anything with performance marketing and web design we handle. It's pretty awesome. So yeah. Awesome. Thanks again for joining me, Rob. It's been awesome. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Fantastic. All right. I'll see you soon. Catch you later. All right, that is a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd love to travel the world while working remotely and making an income, check out beachcommute.com slash 91. It's a document where we share 91 actual job titles from real digital nomads in our community so you can get some inspiration and see what remote jobs might be out there for you as well. We can't wait for you to start traveling the world too, and we'll see you in our episode next week. Have a great day. Oh,